and welcome to a bite-sized episode of Girls Interrupting. This week we are talking about Heavy Vinyl, written by Carl uh, Carly Usenden, um, art by uh, Nina Verkin, Irene Flores, and Rebecca Nally. And I'm so sorry if I butchered any of that, <laughs> because I definitely did. Don't worry. Um, I still love you. I'm sorry. Um, we read episode. Uh, we read one through we went one, one and two. two. One and two. One and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I read it. <laughs> I did the thing. All right. So, so it takes place in 1998, which I did not know. I think I think you had described it to me as a Empire Records throwback, and I didn't realize yes. like how legitimately like inspired I think this comic was by Empire because it was 1998, and it takes place in a record store. Yes, and then. There's like a whole big thing where the band is supposed to come and show up, mm-hmm. and then there's problems mm-hmm. and secrets. Mm-hmm. No Rex, though. No Rex. No no Rex Manning. <laughs> oh, it's Rex Manning. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those ones that I really wanted to like more than I did. Um, I didn't hate it or anything, mm-hmm. but I think it had one of those um, uh, not. I, I prefer a more subtle storytelling, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, whereas this one kind of tells you exactly what's happening basically all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the like fighting thing, maybe because it's spoiled because you know it's a comic book and I knew that they were going to eventually have a fight club. So maybe if I hadn't known that, it would have mm-hmm. been a little bit more mysterious. Well, mm-hmm. I do wonder if there's a reason why they changed the title to Heavy Vinyl because when I originally looked it up, it was called Hi-Fi Fight Club. Mm-hmm. I wonder if part of that is to maintain some sort of era of era of suspense, yeah. so that you're maybe a little bit surprised at the end of the first it was issue. issue one, right, where the yeah. the reveal happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder because it kind of um, High Five Flight Club kind of gives it gives it all up in the title. But then yeah. again, I think why mo- keep it that a secret? Yeah, I think yeah. most people in the end like they're gonna know, there's like anything you're spoiling at the end of a first issue isn't really a spoiler for me. Yeah, that sort of goes in your slug line anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> For me, it read a little um, young, so I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. I think the target audience was definitely more teens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that could be it too. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's definitely like kind of laying everything out very clearly, you know. And I mean, there's a part of me that's like, you know, t- show don't tell. But also, I'm like, I'm really glad when comics will write down the name and give me like the five easy facts about them. So I'm like, I know a little bit about this character, and I can kind of walk right in. Yeah, you know? I'm like not against that necessarily like the little splash pages of like information on someone I'm not mm. necessarily against but I don't know some of the dialogue just felt very like dialogue you know what <laughs> I mean not like talking <laughs> yeah how people talk um in real life yeah um, and I think that can be especially in the first couple issues it's like you you have to you have to balance between making it fun and interesting and also like laying out your exposition and it is a ridiculously hard skill yeah I mean I am not you know, saying by any way, shape or form that I could do it better. Um, That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am master of all things. Um, I don't have any comic books out, but I will someday and they will be amazing. I really enjoyed the very 90s-ness for me of like the record store yes. and then the comic book store because I think we all have memories of going into record sto- or comic stores at least in the 90s and having a very specific vibe. And so like I think I was like a little worried about what these comic guys might be, but they were actually cool and I, mm-hmm. I, did, I did like that. Yeah, I liked that too. Um, I like, you know, like the Doc Martens and then like Shirley Manson mm-hmm. and like all the like the references that yeah. way. Yeah. We're happy. I yeah. do like this is almost literally the last decade you could have a record store. Yeah. Yeah. 
that would be believable as a place that makes money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty niche now. I feel like you have to be a record store and something else mm-hmm. in order to stay afloat in 2017. Cuz I mean there's a little bit of a hipster throwback to to getting new vinyl. You know, they still mm-hmm. print a ton of vinyl now, which mm-hmm. I didn't know until I started going to Rasputin which is the record store uh, not too far from us. And it's it's a record store, so a bunch of used records, but it's also CDs, it's also movies. It's also, I think, used books as yeah, well. Yeah, they have used books section and, uh, and I think for a dollar. Yeah, so I think it's like you have to, you can't survive on records alone because the hipsters, you know, they they'll only money. take you so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, hipsters are a good market, but do hipsters really have a lot of disposable income? No. No, they don't. They spend it on coffee and patchouli. Avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> I no, mean, that's millennials. Damn it. There's What's not the a, difference? I feel like hipsters... <laughs> no, I think hipsters do have money because it costs a lot to care about nothing. That's true. <laughs> I agree. I think they have money. I like, think they have money. Um, they don't like... They like to pretend that they don't have money. Yes. Right. They like oh. to look like they come from a shop. millennials However, actually don't have, they have exactly. money. I, I liked it. I think I think it was young. I think mm-hmm. maybe that's what's tripping up you guys. Yeah. Um, I think I just was so charmed by um, <clears throat> Chris. Mm-hmm. I know. She, she was adorable. adorable. And like Maggie, the cutest girl ever. <laughs> and I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I like It's very much like, you know, very teenager. You're figuring yourself out and you're like, who am I? How do I fit in? And I think everyone, you know, everyone's been there. And especially when I think you go in like to the record store and like everyone has their you know, their brand, you know, their, their, what they're into and who they are. And you as an outsider can kind of pick it out, you know, but you look, you know, any one of them would probably say that they probably, you know, had the same problem, whether it was six months ago or two years ago for Mm -hmm. all these girls. Um, Yeah. I liked, I like Chris trying, like saying out loud, everyone around me knows who they are and what they want to be. And I, I'm still figuring myself out, which, yeah, like, as you said, is very teenager. Mm -hmm. Well, and then she finds out Maggie doesn't know what the hell she is. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like one of the also big, very one of the big secrets of growing up is that you you look never ar- know, no, <laughs> you're never going to know. You, you look around you and you think everybody else has their shit together yeah. except for me. And then when you you become an adult, when you realize that even the adults in your lives do not have mm-hmm. their shit together. Well, and the funniest thing and about that myth. is you never have your shit yeah. together. It's never. not a thing. The funniest thing about that is because it feels very like outside and othering that oh, everyone else is so together and I'm just like lost. Every single other person you're looking at is going, everyone is, has their shit together, and mm-hmm. I don't. Right. Like, everybody feels And I think that it way. takes until we get into our 30s, and we can say, we can finally tell each other that, you know, if we uh, we feel that way, and it's it becomes a comfort instead of... Um, yeah. Exactly, because, you know, in the 20s, you're too self-conscious about the fact that you're not an adult enough, right? And then when you get into your 30s, you're able to be like, hey, I can't figure this out. <laughs> Speaking of which... <laughs> I cannot believe Irene, at 24 years old, is the put-together leader of this uh, little organization. She's not. It's a trick. (laughs) I remember being 24. She is not. Yeah. I'm like, how do you get there at 24? Well, I think when you're 17, you're like 24. Like running a record shop? Oh, yeah. Like... Did, that's not hard no I guess I'm wondering it does she own it or does she just no, a store manager she's, she's the manager, manager. Oh, I I think okay. she's the manager they yeah. made a reference I think to the owner at some point yeah and it just says she was just a boss lady but I assume at 24 she's just the store manager okay still <laughs> it's impressive like all of us at the theater <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not really I mean it's impressive to a 17 year old girl I guess yes yes and but, to a I mean, half of us were in charge of something in retail at 24. Which is, looking back, unbelievable. Look, I shouldn't have been in charge of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I was. It's so funny now, too. 
Like if you ever have to like talk to a manager about something, which obviously, you know, I, tr- I try to avoid yeah. as often as possible. And they come out and they're like fucking 18. And, and I'm like, like, God damn it. <laughs> 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 All right, child. That's what they must have felt like. <laughs> oh. um, did you notice her? Um, the boyfriend in the first issue, the boyfriend's T-shirt. Um, uncanny with oh, a K. I yeah. did. I saw it because I was like, Aw. or his was X Men, but it was E X, and he brought yeah. her the comic book Uncanny with a K. Yeah, I said I liked it. Yeah, it was it was an interesting mix of real stuff and fake stuff. Yeah, like they talked about TLC and they talked about Lauren Hill. Oh, mm-hmm. that dude coming at a black girl about no. how Lauren Hill sucks. Number one, every person in that place is gonna punch you in the face. And you know what? Fucking Lauren Hill that fucking year had what? She was baller. Oh yeah, she was saying, the shit. Uh, Miss Education mm-hmm. of Lauren Hill. Hello, is Best an amazing album. album. She was nominated <laughs> for ten Grammys that year and won Holy five of them. Shit. Yeah, that's right. I just read that last night. Completely in an unrated place. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, that guy sucked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But then they br- they bring in the fake band, uh, Stega Sour, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fun play on words. Uh-huh. I liked it. I like that she has a crush on the lead singer. I, I mean, cute. who wouldn't? And I love that, you know, our little main character is a big a big queer mo. She reminded me a lot of you, my love. What? <laughs> no, what? that's, that's Does my hat look okay? Oh, girl. <laughs> I know my hat looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I didn't then. I worried. I like their little like French fry meetup. Oh my god! I don't know if it's a date. Oh god! I would eat cheese fries on a date. Come on! Tell Come you on! That. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> well, I go. She's like, it's life. probably not a date. Who eats cheese fries on a date? Mm-hmm. Well, I would eat. Yeah. Cheese fries. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl. Both her food finger thing was weird. <laughs> cute. <laughs> I like her poor mom <laughs> having a teenager is I fun. Know. <laughs> Her, yeah, her reactions to her parents are so teenager. Like I could, I I'm sure I said all those exact phrases to both of my parents. Yeah, her dad is such like such a dad though. Mm-hmm. Like it's perfect. But uh, you can also see like, yeah, I could see how I'm 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 on the dad side now. Like you're kind of like I'm we're at the age where I'm kind of like listen to your parents. You know, <laughs> stay in school. Yeah, I crossed that line like a year ago yeah. watching some teenage show, and I was like, yeah. this is stupid. Go talk. Your parents. I deleted like, Riverdale off of my DVR and said I'm done. I yeah. can't do it anymore. They're having like a fight, and I think like two years before this moment, I would have been on the kid side, and yeah. I'm just listening to this guy. You're a selfish idiot. Yeah, your parents are right. I, I and I went home. <laughs> I? I knew I had crossed the the line into on the side of the responsible adults rather than the recluse kids. Uh, last year we went to see Rent in San Francisco and I'm like, yes! just, just get a fucking job. Get a job. <laughs> get a job. Like two years ago, you'd be like, no, he's an artist. He needs, to- no, go work at a coffee shop. <laughs> pay that guy rent. He has to pay his own rent. That's right. It's not irrational. You no. Know, the world- Benny got a job and now he has a car. That's how the world works. And you're welcome that Benny let you stay rent free for as long as he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Anyway, back to the comic book <laughs> where stuff definitely happened. And I mean, I think we all were waiting for the twist at the end of, of issue one, but I think it could have existed as a pretty decent book just as a record Legitimately, store. Legitimately, I forgot it was a Fight Club book. I remember because we met like the author of it. Oh, yeah. We met um, Irene Flores, the colorist. Yeah. We mm-hmm. met her at San Francisco Comic Con. San Francisco Comic Con. Um, and she, we saw it. She had it, like a poster mm-hmm. for it up or something. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, my God, that, we're going to read that. Um, and so I, but I blanked on there being a secret fight club. So I was like, <laughs> what could they be doing in there? But then she was like, what are they doing in there? They're always in there together alone. Da, da, da. And I'm like, baby girl, they're shutting the shop down. <laughs> they're doing you a favor. You want to sweep and reorganize the so vinyls? Like, like, what? I can stay and help. And I was like, get out. Go home early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, who doesn't want to go home early? 17 year olds at their first job. I mean, it's just crazy. 
Yeah. So the anyway, old, the five lives are just so different now. <laughs> yeah. The five club for me was kind of, I was like, oh shit, that's right. Well, I mean, and but now I'm like, okay, are they a fight club or are they like a secret agent team that tracks they're down? They're a secret agent and team. And I mean, they're kind of like more like, both. They're like a sleuth club. They're yeah. like private yes. eyes. Yeah. Something like that. So. Vigilante group. Mm-hmm. It's like Nancy Drew. Yes, but with more punching. Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> Chrissy's heart eyes when Maggie took down the band sinking into yeah. the at the very end of issue two. Her little heart eyes. I was like, yeah, girl. Uh, that was my my favorite line was when Maggie jumped out of the tree and she yelled, "Surprise, you wads!" Because <laughs> you have to get like I, I don't remember last time we read something that I think uh, the, I think when it took place in the eighties, but like to get that the dialogue and the uh, the slang exactly right can be a little oh it's clueless yeah it can be a little tricky and I know clueless nailed it in terms of slang but y- it's more of the late nineties vibe here and it's mm-hmm. and it's subtly different you know only five years have gone by but there are differences. Only yeah. five years. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> My favorite was obviously fighting the patriarchy is great. You should try it sometime. Also that. <laughs> I would put that one. on a button. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So overall, what should we think? I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it I think good. of the three that we did for extras, I think this would be at the bottom of the list of what I would continue reading. I really liked the other two so much. But like, I would pick this up again. Oh, absolutely. It's an easy read, I think, is, is one of those things where you're, you know, the characters are all pretty likable. Um, it's and like, It's like a nice book if you just want something fun with girls in it who beat people up. Exactly. exactly. It's like it, hit, it checks all these boxes and it's just a real like, you know, you know, you got to know what's going to happen, you know, in a sense. And it's, you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I, this, I know. This I, is what I'm here for. Exactly. You want some comfort reading. Yeah, agreed. All right. So if you want to let us know what you think about it, we would love to hear about it. Um, on Twitter at Get Interrupted, Get Interrupted at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page you can talk to us on. Um, and, you know, reach out, let us know. We love you. Bye. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> we, have, we have snacks. We have, we have snacks. Wow. Right. We also have snacks. We, we also have wine. Don't so forget, Jackie. It's been, it's been a while. <laughs> Shaking off the rust. Jesus.